Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. And good morning, everybody. Good rainy morning to you. It's about time, don't you think? We got a little bit of that there global warming. Which ain't global warming. And oh, yeah, yeah, I know they call it climate change, but the climate's always changing that was why they had to rebrand it because global warming just ain't happening and if you don't believe me just go look at the k2 report about noaa predicts a snowier this is the national oceanic and atmospheric administration predicts a snowier and colder winter for oregon okay ain't that great it is, except they'll claim, well, we've had, this will be three years in a row of it, La Nina. And, you know, La Nina could mean more snow in the valley if it's weaker or if it's stronger, more snow in the Cascades. So how is this going to be used politically against us? Well, it's already being used. I mean, this is the justification for uh, what Kate Brown has done, which is unconstitutional in terms of her expansion of, you know, climate change policy standards, so forth, that she couldn't make happen otherwise. So here's the question for you. There's a story in the Lincoln City News Guard, another liberal rag. The headline is, Christine Drazen wants to reverse Kate Brown's policies. Okay, great. And they talk about education, homelessness and housing, uh, crime and safety, uh, which should have been the first thing. But then they get to environment. She says, Oregon is already amongst the greenest states in the country, due in large part to our ability to access renewable hydropower. Keep in mind that the legislature specifically uh, classified hydroelectric power, which happens constantly, right? It's renewed all the time. They have stated by law it is not renewable. Just thought I would remind you about that. Due to a large part, she continues to our ability to access renewable hydropower and other clean power sources. With respect to transportation, consumers should have the option to purchase electric vehicle. It shouldn't be a requirement. Our current strategy grid, current energy grid rather, cannot support a prohibition on gas or diesel powered vehicles. I support widening our highways by building more lanes. I believe we can reduce traffic times and reduce emissions for idling engines, but this is an incomplete solution unless we address jobs. We need to ensure that people have, can access work within a reasonable distance from home that they, what they can afford. 
As long as we place housing and jobs at opposite ends of the metro area, we face congestion challenges. We must make a more holistic approach and provide economic attorney opportunity to all communities. And then she talks about Oregon's land use system, one of a kind, needs to be fixed. That's right. Now, nowhere, at least in this particular interview, nowhere did she say she was going to reverse Kate Brown's decisions on doing the unconstitutional acts that her executive orders that have led to what will be, is being challenged in court and will be challenged in court that executive orders cannot produce what is in the effect of legislation. It only can for state agencies. She's directing, Kate Brown is directing state agencies to make new rules that affect all of us. That, remember, she tried to get passed by legislation, which is a tacit admission. Actually, it's a constitutional admission that, yes, in fact, you got to have the legislature's approval. Now, this relates to the same thing that just happened for the Court of Appeals on Joe Biden's forgiveness of student loan debt. Now, there's a big difference between forgiving that student loan debt and actually just delaying it. Now, we've been delaying it because of COVID, and we'll get to more COVID news here in a moment, but that as it relates to elections. The reality is that Biden doesn't have the constitutional authority and now he's been blocked again by, and even though the U.S. Supreme Court refused to, uh, Amy Coney Barrett specifically, one of Trump's appointees, has refused to allow that lawsuit to go forward. A appeals court has said differently. Now, this will be interesting. I mean, they are different cases, to be sure. But I want to go back to Christine Drazen. Those of you voting for Christine, maybe you ought to ask her if she's going to absolutely reverse, because at least in this article, she didn't say she would. Maybe she said it in other articles. And if you want to send that to me, that's fine. Or make me aware of it. It's 503-589-1220. is the Power Buke GMC talk line. You ought to ask Christine... If you're a supporter, are you going to reverse Kate Brown's unconstitutional climate change actions for executive orders? Assuming that the Democrats don't steal the election. Now, how would they do that? Well, a number of ways. And it is early voting. Mail-in ballot turnouts continuing in certain places under the guise of COVID. Now, there's a story in the Epoch Times about early voting and mail-in ballots turnouts point to a 2020 replay, at least in terms of numbers. Now, Gateway Pundit has a story about how a New York a Republican judge has ruled that continued absentee mail-in vo voting for everybody 
based on COVID anyway, is unconstitutional. Now, that's a good thing, except that, of course, it will be Im- immediately challenged. The 28-page ruling by Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone. And they even ordered, she did anyway, local boards of elections to stop counting absentee ballots they've already received. Now, the Democrat-controlled legislature, however, appears poised to continue to expand the absentee voting provisions of New York election law. It's an Orwellian perpetual state of emergency and cloaked in the veneer of voter enfranchisement. This Supreme Court justice wrote Diane Freestone when she made this ruling on Friday. Now, They don't have enough time to overturn it. It is likely that they're going to appeal it. We'll see if they they do. We'll see if they do. Now, how does this relate to Oregon? Well, it doesn't. Because mail-in voting is our law here. There are nine states that have mail-in voting. And this is what the... Uh, the Epoch Times story talks about. But there are still others that are, in fact, doing the same thing, using COVID as an excuse for mail-in voting when their state law doesn't allow it. Now, I, I brought to you the story about how the Republican National Committee at least in, has filed this lawsuit in Pennsylvania based on the recent Supreme Court ruling about mail-in voting and about those entire processes. Now, we'll see how that goes. If they get an injunction against it, then this throws a monkey wrench in everything that the Democrats are doing to steal elections. There's another Gateway Pundit story here about, and there are pictures a Dropbox location in Arizona, a guy pulls up and covers up his license plate outside the Dropbox. There's pictures of him doing it. Why? Because he doesn't want to be identified. Problem is, too late. They already got his picture. Covering up your license plate in Arizona is completely illegal. And they cite the law here. Now, here's the question. Is anybody going to do anything about it? These are ballot box stuffers, which is the only reason that they would be covering up their license plate, right? Now, this was, uh, they did it last week, uh, multiple police reports in Mesa. Now, here's something that a friend of mine This relates to what is happening in Oregon. Now, ballot box stuffing has been going on here a long time, and now it is going to be made even more worse because of Oregon's laws that were passed. And the reason that 3291 passed, thank you, Christine Drazen, is because she didn't walk out. 
I'm sorry, folks. Senate Bill 554 that takes away our gun rights. She also refused to kill because she wouldn't walk out. Oh, and did I mention she got the $2 million? I'm sorry, I'm not going to let it go. For those of you who are worried that if you vote for Betsy, with Christine being so close in the polls, and most polls give her, again, two to four points over. It's all within the margin of error over Tina. For those of you who are going to vote for Betsy and are now saying, well, because of the polls, I'm going to vote for Christine because Christine will be a lot better than Tina. You're right. She will be. Question is this. Will the Democrats be able to steal this election? Even with Christine leading, they've done it before. Will they happen again or will there be new efforts, as I can tell you, are underway to watch the ballot drop boxes just like in Yuma? And this results in a possible Democrat scheme. The U.S. Department of Justice is already warning that they're going to have lawyers out in Arizona looking at people who are watching ballot boxes. So what if I told you that maybe, just maybe, like at January 6th, that a lot of the, well, some of the rioters were the antagonists are likely FBI people? What if I told you that maybe the Democrats and the left, in collusion with the Department of Justice, are actually watching the ballot drop boxes and are probably going to break the law, all in an effort to discredit us doing it across the country and here in Oregon. Would you believe me? It's 620, back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us today as we begin a new broadcast week. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220. Dot am or jeff at kslm.news like the one i got from avis longtime listener to this show she's a member of the political coffee clatch we'll be meeting tomorrow night at the honky tonk bar grill six o'clock to talk about them their things you know them their oh you know like election things like what's going on right now Anyway, she sent me, apparently there are QR codes, and she sent me a picture of a QR code from a friend of mine who's an activist that is on his ballot. Well, actually, it's on his secrecy envelope. Yet, in Marion County, she doesn't have one. So I'm just curious. Have any of you out there, maybe you're in Polk, maybe you're near Yamhill, maybe you're near Lynn County, have you gotten a QR code on your secrecy envelope? 
Now, I haven't looked at mine yet. I just got it in the mail the other day, and I am not voting, as I hope you do not, until Election Day. I think that's the right thing. Again, the the story in the Epoch Times is about early voting is is not shattering records, but it's a more it's a lot more like what happened in 2020. And interestingly enough, there are f- about two to one Democrats. It just depends on the state. About two to one Democrats are doing early voting. Now that's good for us because it means that Republicans are not voting early. They're holding their ballots as they should be because now the Democrats don't know how many votes they need to steal. Got a text message from Dale. It says, of course I would believe you. Would you believe Russian army commanders saying that they're evacuating Pearson because threat of a dirty bomb from Ukraine which actually, it's Kyrgyzstan, which actually means that Russians are plotting this event and pre-blaming Ukraine. Yeah, he's referring to, and Jess, hang on, I'll get to you in a second here. He's referring to my comment before we went to the break about the possibilities that some of the observers down in Yuma, where people have been convicted of ballot box stuffing, because the sheriff down there has a whole lot of active investigations from the last election. And two people have pled guilty. One person is convicted and sentenced to prison to ballot box stuffing. Is this, there's speculation that some of the people in tactical gear sitting on tailgates in tactical gear observing ballot drop box locations are probably Democrat plants, a false flag operation, all meant to reinforce the intimidation argument that the U.S. Department of Justice, all of this is meant to stop you and I or any other person anywhere in the country from observing ballot box locations. What kind of an idiot would go sit on the tailgate or in the back of a pickup dressed in tactical gear, observing. Nobody with a half a brain on our side. Now, the question is, is this person, are they recognizable as being a member of the militia or any Republican group or any citizens group? And if they're not, they're probably false flags. Let's go to the phones to talk to Jess. Jess, good morning. I still can you hear me now? There, can you hear me now? There we go. Pushing the wrong buttons. Okay. Well, I got my uh, voters pamphlet, and so just quickly on the uh, the one thirteen. I think that's one in reference to medical health. Uh, this is an open ended proposal that, in my opinion, would include anything in reference to sex changes and such. And since they're putting it as a right, which is odd because, like, I have the right to keep and bear arms, but nobody has to afford it except me. In this particular case, this this right would, would be afforded to everybody vis-a-vis through taxes directly or as a group. 
And, of course, it also backs it up by saying that, uh, you know, there needs to be a balance and that school funding will not suffer because of the the medical costs uh, as the state becomes the primary insurer, I guess, is what's going on here. So that means our taxes would explode. Okay. So that's my take. Well, I Uh, I think you're right. Uh You're absolutely right. You know, this is the de facto um, tax increases that increase our they're, they're not overtly passed by the legislature, Jess, but they the policies of Kate Brown and would be uh-huh. of Tina Kotek. Those policies cause our cost of living to explode, explode. You know, there's a reason why you go to some of the, the southern and Midwest states and gas is a full dollar a gallon cheaper. Why? Because we don't have the. They don't have the crazy lefty ideas, standards put in place that California and Washington and Oregon have put in place when it comes to fuels. That's just one of the examples of what you've just said. So the question is, do you trust the voting system in Oregon and that a Christine Drazen who could reverse some of this could actually win? Or are the Democrats going to steal it? What do you think, Jess? Oh, wow. Got three rotten eggs to choose from. What do I do? Oh, I step on the whole carton and I walk away, throw my shoe away. (laughs) There's there's about that. So, yeah, befuddled. Uh, All right, Jess. (laughs) Thanks. Roman Roman roulette is what they call it. Everybody dies. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails. To Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Do you have a QR code on your secrecy envelope? Just curious. You might want to look because apparently not everybody does. Not every county does. That's interesting. Um... <laughs> Got a great uh, email from Jim about um, changing the spots. Um, about direct mail pieces that he's getting. You know, it's the campaign season. It's the silly season, as I call it, because of all the charges, counter charges. The ridiculous things that you know, just look at Mike Erickson, right? They're running the the D the DCC is running these ads about him twenty years ago getting a gal pregnant and paying for an abortion, and then the fact that he got a DUI twenty years ago. I think it was twenty. It was a long time ago. Has absolutely nothing to do with his life today. Finally, his campaign smartened up and put his wife on the air, talking about how outrageous and what a great guy he is, and a father and a husband. Anyway, we're getting all this direct mail stuff, okay? All of this. 
He says, what? A tremendous waste of resources. What's the carbon footprint of creating all this paper waste and putting it into the mailing system, right? <laughs> and then a friend of his, he forwarded an email um, that he had sent to another friend. He says, you know, I got my ballot. I'm not, I set it aside because I am not planting, I am not planning to vote early. Now, I did notice something he said I don't recall seeing before. Democrats have independent listed by their names. What? Then as I was going through junk mail, found this newspaper with Wyden, among others, trying to pass themselves off as independents. Folks, there's a story out there about how the Democrats are putting in place. They're sending out these mailers supposedly from the independent party. It ain't. It's from the Democrat Party. They know they're in big trouble. And they know they have to lie and deceive. Typical. And then uh, Dwight sent me an email about State Department defends the $20,000 grant it gave for drag shows in Ecuador. After, he writes after interest-free forgivable loans from China, this is what Joe Biden gives us. Who's watching the store anyway? American people sure aren't watching the store and neither is Biden. It's a Fox News story. Um, anyway, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Uh, by the way, Lars has a great piece that was in the Oregon Catalyst about more free law breaking from the Multnomah County DA, the George Soros funded DA, Mike Schmidt, who remember refused to prosecute a thousand rioters. Now he's saying he's not going to in, he's not going to prosecute the crimes of illegal aliens so they won't be deported. He doesn't think it's fair when somebody who's already here illegally and commits crimes and then gets deported. He says deportation does absolutely nothing to make us more safe. Really? Lars points out, well, explain that theory to the family of the Portland woman jogger hit and killed by an illegal alien and left to die in a ditch. Or the family of John Zupan, the Portland grocery store innovator who was killed with an Ill a drunk illegal alien veered into oncoming traffic and hit him head on illegals make up four percent of oregon's population i think it's bigger than that but that's the official number but in the state's prisons they're 14 percent of the murderers the killers are illegals and 18 percent of the rapists if you add up all the sex crimes it's much higher than that by the way and he concludes with, and now all those criminals have a new friend down at the DA's office, and his name is Mike Schmidt, and the voters chose him. He needs to be recalled, and you need to tell, the, they need to have emotional stories from people who've been impacted by illegal aliens in Oregon. And I'm telling you, folks, it is powerful. Linda writes an email, says, I live in Lynn County and there's no QR code on my secrecy envelope. 
Well, there you go. Apparently it is in Lane County. Do you trust the elections? By the way, there's another story in the, um, and I'll get to you in a second here. Um, get that out of my way. Gary, hang on. I'll get to you in a second here. Um, there's a story in the Washington Examiner about how crime and homelessness could flip Oregon red for the first time in decades. It's a very interesting story because and, and the key to this as I read it is that the impact on normal Democrats who are liberals, who have always voted for liberals. The story shows, and, and this is kind of the, one of the business owners said this, I think a lot of people are ready for change and they feel that the people have not listened to them or stood up for them. A lot of people don't feel safe right now. I know there's a lot of loyal people that are wanting Tina Kotek, this person said. And then there's a lot of people who are not wanting her because of her current seat and things just haven't changed. So I think it's a gamble, honestly, at this point. That's right. To the phones, we'll start first with Gary, then we'll move to Phil. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Go Beavs. Uh, Ducks had a great game over the weekend. Uh, they did. They are just a machine, and uh, looks looks like we could. Uh, the only t- the toughest game we have left are the Beavers. It looks like because we have the <laughs> the really tough teams are at home. So uh, Austin yeah. Stadium, they're not going to win there. So uh, it looks like the Beavers are the, the toughest game we got left. So, um, so what do you think? Do you think if it's a close election here in Oregon that um, the Democrats steal it in the governor's race? Well, uh, Jeff, I think you got to really talk to your group and every group that's out there uh, about watching these uh, watching these drop boxes. Uh, because here's the thing: it may it may be just one drop box that you're watching, or two drop boxes that you're watching. But what we saw with the 2,000 mules is they do a circuit of 15 different boxes. So if you are watching one, you may be able to pick up a mule uh, stuff in the ballots, which is a big part of how they steal it. So you need to talk to your group about organizing a watch the box program that uh, somebody will be sitting there for um, you know two or three hours or four hours or rotate and make sure that box is uh, is not stuffed you're absolutely right and i will tell you that that is happening as we speak it's and very fact, very important it's even more it's even more than ballot drop boxes okay let me tell you why it's even more than ballot drop boxes. Because now we need to be watching the county elections offices even when they say they're shut down and they're going to quit counting. Because the history has been is they have told observers that and they go home and then they keep counting. Happened in Marion County, 
happened in Lane County. I don't know about Lynn County, but I know it happened in Lane County. And I know it happened here in Marion County. And you got to be watching the, uh, and, and that means 24 hours. So, I mean, th- this is yes. a big commitment. Okay, Gary? Is to what yes. we're talking about here. Because exactly. some people are going to have to stay awake all night long watching the back doors, especially on election night, of these locations. Exactly. And, and you have to, uh, I've already signed up to be a, an observer, uh, and people need to call the elections office and find out when there's, when and where they're supposed to set up to be an observer so that if nothing else, uh, they know that they got eyes on them and people will uh, raise cane if they see anything that looks out of the ordinary. You got it. Well said. Thank you. All right. Gary, 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Phil. Phil, good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Jeff. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I live in West Salem, that's Polk County. I received my ballot uh, Saturday. I opened it, and there's no secrecy envelope. So uh, am I okay uh, dropping it off election day that yes. way? or do what? Pardon? Well, I, I, I would call the clerk's office and ask why you don't have a secrecy envelope. That's the first thing I would do. And then okay. I would go in, I would hand it to somebody at the counter. That's what uh, I would count. do. Yes, at the counter. But I would call the C. I would because I think under, under Oregon law there has to be a secrecy envelope. Okay, that was strange. Thanks, Thanks okay, Bill. Thank Give me the call. Ron and you Bill, bet. you guys hang on. I'll get you on the other side and Mark. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Dale writes a text message. says, QR code. So if you're in Clackamas, Washington, or Multnomah counties, and you vote the wrong way, do you get visited by a committee from Antifa, Black Lives Matter, at your door? And Anne Marie writes um, that her actual ballot here in Lynn County has a QR code on the top left corner, not on the secrecy envelope. In Lane County, there's a QR code on the secrecy envelope. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Um to the phones. Let's go to Ron. Ron, go. I'm a speak for Polk County. I don't think that secrecy envelopes unless you go to the elections offices. They don't, they're not sending it out. That's what I gathered the last election. And vote no on all the measures. Because you got 20, 18 to $21 billion we can borrow. I mean, we can print it up, of course. But that means a pay payroll tax around twelve to fourteen percent for the employer and the employee. And don't forget, you'll be paying for everybody's health care. Universal health care for everybody. That's what that's makes the one eleven you're talking about. You're talking about that's right. Yeah. And the thing is this 
if you got Blue Cross Blue Shield or if you're a veteran, what about us veterans when they, if they go to a system like that? Are we going to be able to get outpatient or do I want to get the program that they can, the, from the company that cannot take care of Oregon Health Authority or the DEQ or the dang company that uh, has the uh, DMV? Do I trust government? Hell to the damn no. People need to get that in their minds. Why do you think Canadians go to Mexico or the United States in the wintertime for the health care? That's right, because they can't get what they need in their Canadian system. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Ron says you vote no on all the measures. I think he might be right. Hey, just before we go quickly to Bill, I want to remind you, it's gotten a little cold out there. If you... If your heating and air conditioning system is not keeping up and you're not happy and you're cold, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your place right away and they'll get it fixed. 503-580-1456. Let's go to Bill. Bill, good morning. Real quick, I just want to ask you a question and then I'm going to hang up and listen. I've been hearing rumors that Donald Trump may come to Oregon before the midterm elections. Have you heard anything? Have a good day. Thank you. Uh, I I know that there have been people trying to get him here prior to the midterm elections. Um, I don't know if that's real or if it isn't, to be honest with you. I know there are some people that have a connection into the campaign that have been seeking that. I know that there are others working against it because they think it's a big negative. And with Christine Drazen being anti-Trump, I mean, it obviously it she she wouldn't want him here. So that that's my view of it. Rebecca has rights that aren't from God. She sends me an email establishing rights that aren't from God allows Democrats to force doctors to perform surgeries they don't want to perform, abortion, cutting parts off, and also force nurses to participate with the surgery, or they lose their active status with the hospitals, which are now under control of the Oregon Health Authority. The authority is not about health, it's about authority. She's talking about Measure 111, which is changing Oregon's constitution to make health care a right, which will then lead to the formation of government-run health care here in Oregon. Let's go to Mark. Mark, good morning. Hey, Mark. Good morning, Mark. Oh, darn it. Mark, you shouldn't have left. So, uh, friends, want to thank Rebecca Donaldson for being another one of our great sponsors. If you're looking for a home to either buy or sell one, you should talk to her because she is on top of her game. She's one of the best. There. In fact, she won Best of the Willamette Valley. So give her a call, 503-269-0747, Rebecca Donaldson, 269-0747. She knows what she's doing. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com, rebeccasgothouses.com. You know, friends, we, we are going to have to stand firm sometimes against the rhinos in our own parties. There's a J.D. Rucker article today in the Liberty Daily about the snake, the rhino snake, Carl Rove. He has a super PAC that's backing the failed Democrat Attorney General Josh Shapiro 
as opposed to the Patriot Army Colonel Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania for governor. And he did it very slyly. He comes out and says it's a it's a Republican, his Republican PAC commercial that says Shapiro running for governor against the true Republican Trump endorsed guy who beat the rhino is not as bad as Fetterman. It's American Crossroads Super PAC. It's a de facto endorsement of the Democrat against the Republican, true Republican, an American hero. And you wonder why I don't like Christine Drazen. Because that's who she is. Even though it's it's just funnier than heck <laughs> to watch the Tina Kotek commercials trying to make her into a MAGA Republican. Believe me, she's far from it. But something that's not far from you is your opportunity to buy a great new or used vehicle from Power Honda. They're one of our show sponsors. They're one of this radio station sponsors. Check out all of the great vehicles they have if you go to MyPowerHonda.com. MyPowerHonda.com. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to be talking about more of the election issues and how you can get involved in doing some of the things we talked about today. And one of them is this business of not only watching the ballot drop box sites, but also watching the county election offices to make sure that when they shut down the... The, the on election night when they say well we're, we're done counting for the night we're all tired we're going to go home somebody is watching to make sure that they actually turn out the lights and everybody goes home and then somebody's watching the back door to make sure that all of a sudden a whole bunch of ballots just show up in from ballot supposed ballot drop box sites what's the chain of custody on those ballot drop box sites that's the first question I would ask your you need to be asking your county clerk. You also need to be asking your county clerk, how do you secure all of the returned mail-in ballots that get returned undeliverable by the postal service? What do you do to secure that? And then how do you secure all the extra ballots? You know, when the postal service destroys them or they get lost. Are they secure from people grabbing them and using them to manufacture the votes. This is why we don't vote early, folks. Take your ballot on election day and late in election day to a certified ballot box site like the city hall or the county clerk. See you tomorrow.